special <laughs> grappling bonus episode brought to you by our friends at NorthSouthJiu-Jitsu.com and ProvenNutrition.com. You can find North South Jiu-Jitsu underwear wherever people are sensibly worried about themselves. And Proven Nutrition has the core drink that is addictive. So just be mindful. Raph got on. I was going to say the plane. You got in the car because this is fear and loathing. Drove to Las Vegas for Thursday night's Quintet 3, where 10th Planet was going up against Team Polaris. Team Alpha Male was going up against Team Sakuraba and slash Quintet Founders, which is one of my favorite things that they keep fighting in these tournaments. Yeah. How was the trip? Did you get some in and out? I mean, you're headed to Vegas. I assume you at least get a pumpkin spice latte. You make it up there in time? I wouldn't say in time. I made it there. Uh, I actually, for the last portion of Vegas, I don't know if you guys are familiar with when you drive to Vegas from L.A. There's the time that Waze tells you it's going to be, and then there's the 30 minutes to get a mile and a half that you have to take into consideration uh, when you get to whatever it is the hotel is, especially on a Friday night. And it was Friday night. Uh, So, yeah, I I finished work. I immediately headed to Vegas. As soon as I got to Vegas, the first person I run into after I get my my media pass is Gary Tonin. And you know what's funny about him? He's trying to lose some weight because I think he's got something coming up very soon. And uh, it's fun when you see a less than, not healthy, but a less than fed Gary Tonin. He has a lot of energy when he's fully carved up. He's just an energetic human being. So it's nice to see him not his normal 14 on a scale of 1 to 10 energy-wise, but at like a 7, 6. Absolutely. And and it's weird because um, normally he's a lot at least sharper in terms of trying to keep up with me. But you know how people get lethargic when they get bigger? It's actually the reverse for him. As he gets smaller, he's kind of like, hey, Raph, <laughs> Not a big guy suck. to get with. He's not, he's not carrying around a lot of extra weight, even when he's eating whatever he wants. So he's he's trying his best to be like, hey, Raph, you suck. Oh, fuck, I'm so tired. So we got to a point where I told him, I said, wow, Gary, you look like a, a Make-A-Wish kid who outlived whatever it was and lived too long. And uh, one of his uh, teammates goes, oh, my God, is that how we're starting? And I was like, that's a pleasant hello from me. And then I walked to go see the action. Kev, the action was frantic and crazy. You have a uh, Nikki Ryan tapping out, I think, as a 41-year-old man. Either way, <laughs> a dude who basically said, I don't want to lose to a teenager, did. Then you have the actual event, which is insane, Kev, because I feel the momentum is continuing on the thing that we know and love and refer to as quintet, except when you put hair product in your hair in a match. It is. I don't know. I love it. Did you hear this? There was a. Did you hear the, the penalty, though? No, what is it? All right. Well, during uh, a lighter... I don't remember this part. I don't don't remember there being a hair gel. Well, you might have done what most people did, and you said some very nice words about Misha Tate, and I think we we do enjoy the Misha. However, the Misha as a commentator 
is not great. So it's very possible people might have missed this part because they decided to opt for the part of their remote that says mute. But I digress. (laughs) There was a moment where Dustin Akbari was in the middle of a bout, and I think it was him and uh, Raspberry 8, Dan Strauss, from Team Polaris in the finals. And it was looking like we were assured a Team Alpha Male win as this is happening. However, they gave him a penalty because he put product in his hair, and they said, yeah, you can't have that. And I thought it was a joke. And then I saw the real uh, warning on the little red warning dot on the screen. And I go, oh, that's real. <laughs> oh. oh, they were not kidding. So apparently, yes, he was uh, chastised because he said that he had a dry shampoo or dry hairspray that he put in. And they were just like, nah. And it made me think, Kev. I think it's what? the first time they've ever given a penalty in quintet history where they just go, you're too pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, the dry shampoo argument is just pure genius. It's just like, that's, mm-hmm. uh, I wouldn't think to do that. Well, you arrive in time to then see team alpha male and yes. more specifically, I'll just jump right to the match that matters in that first round. Gordon Ryan submitting Josh Barnett via triangle. That'll, That'll take the momentum out of the sales, and that's the fight we wanted, though. That was the the first-round matchup we were looking for. It was great, dude. And let's not gloss over the fact that Uriah uh, Faber, who I have an interview with, um, Uriah Faber had a dream match against Sakuraba, which is something that he was really excited about. So it was cool to watch that. But I know a lot of people were talking about Team Alpha Male bringing in a ringer. And saying that's not a true team. Yeah. Well, they're people still are wrong. Right. <laughs> because it's a great idea. Oh, and I hope geez. it happens more, not less. <laughs> and I will preview this for you guys. I did try to kid Uriah a little bit about it. I did try to say, hey, dude, were you afraid that they were going to buy Gordon Ryan out before the finals? And uh, as a credit to his unflappableness, he was not phased by that comment. However, uh, he also chose the Lucille Bluth version of, I don't understand the question and I won't respond uh, to it because there was the element of when you see Gordon Ryan in there, Gordon had seven matches that night, dude. And the first of which, which we see, or maybe it's the second, I don't remember exactly, but Gordon versus Josh Barnett was epic. It was everything everybody wanted it to be because you have the one of the masters of catch wrestling versus uh, the guy right now, according to GordonRyan.com, who is well, really just in his prime. Come too. Oh yeah. <laughs> if we're just foreshadowing, if you already know how the event went, Gordon Ryan's name's going to get brought up a few times. Yep. So it was really, you know, depending on the meme you looked at, it was Team Alpha Male or Team Gordon Ryan and Friends. I would have definitely enjoyed Team Gordon Ryan and friends. And I think Mm -hmm. what we're seeing, and here's what people need to chill on the flexibility as Gordon Ryan then submits Souza via rear naked choke in the very next match. He fought three of these for, it's just great. Next draw takes the team to the finals. 
there is an element of I would really love it if it just was like Keenan pick five people or can pick four people. Gordon pick four people. This is fun. This is great. If Atos decides, like it just adds an element of team team based fun. Like uh, com- you actually have a goal to achieve that isn't necessarily dependent upon Faber and Sakuraba having a finish. If that's yeah. just five super fights, it's not that fun. This is great. It's just a fun format. Here's the element that I do love about it, though. <clears throat> Even though you get the results and there's only one team that wins, there's about 15 different narratives that happen. So think about it in this sense. Team 10th Planet didn't win. But they started with a match between a, a PJ Barch taking on a Vitor Shaolin, a match that you would probably never see happen for a number of reasons. And credit to both individuals, PJ for the amazing finish, and Shaolin for showing up and putting on a great display of jiu-jitsu. But think about that. Would you really see that match? And yet, here you have it, and it was as exciting as something that someone dangles in front of you that you didn't expect, and you go, oh, that was actually pretty rad. Good for them. And then you get Marcin Held, who is a great... Uh, leg attack specialist getting uh, an opportunity to go up against geo and then getting the best of geo in that situation and then boogie coming in geo's brother and submitting him with an amazing uh you know you've got your rubber guard glow go clinch set up multiple times and being able to kind of extend that with an armbar finish like it's a little bit of everything dude and then of course you get craig jones a hack i'll say <laughs> Yeah, who goes up against uh, Boogie and you get all these fun matches. And yet, even though Team 10th Planet doesn't win, you still see a compelling series of matches that you don't necessarily know what's going to happen. I mean, we know Gordon's probably going to do really well, but you don't know how it's going to necessarily play out all of the time. Team 10th Planet versus Team Polaris was arguably the most exciting back and not arguably mm. it was the most exciting back and forth of the night it was great you have pj barch submit shallon with an arm bar pretty cool and then barch gets submitted via knee bar as crazy goes on a tear gets along with a yeah. kimura who's a tough guy to submit and a huge guy to submit gregor gracie was just ready he was ready to go yeah there yes, was a submitted. moment though i was sitting next to somebody and uh, they made the note for PJ Barch and they go, you know, because PJ got that submission closer to the end of the eight minutes. And somebody looks at somebody else and says, you see, that's why you want to get that submission earlier in the match, you know, because now he's all tired. I mean, look at him. And I go, yeah, you're right. You know, PJ was really putting off that arm bar till the end. <laughs> He was really just like, nah, guys, I'm going to make this dramatic and get more tired as a result. As soon as I get to Duh. the last minute, I've got the advantage. I'm sure it was what his plan was. <laughs> and for me, it's, again, it, you know, Gregor Gracie, uh, he had an opportunity to kind of show his toughness, his resolve. Um, it was just a fun beginning to the match. And I believe it was Adam from uh, Team 10th Planet as well who put up a really good fight uh, against Craig Jones. Because Craig Jones had his back for hmm, about five, four or five minutes, if I'm not mistaken. 
And there were multiple times when it looked like it was super curtains to him. And I'll say this, Craig Jones actually had to resort to Wagner tactics in order to secure the win at that match. He did. Yeah, he got a little Wagner-y, but it was also, I don't know, four minutes and 36 seconds longer than I think I would have survived. I just started screaming. Oh, 100%. At the old old Craiger, seeing what I can do. There was at least two points in the Martinez brothers back and forth sagas where we get Martinez gets Gracie, which would kind of end his night with that Kimura. That was brutal. The rolling. Is it a Kimura? Was it with his, it was like with his legs. It was a little weird. Almost. You know what it is? It's, it's kind of set up from, uh, his favorite bicep slicer. He's got an amazing bicep slicer that won him EBI, uh, 10 against Eddie Wolverine Cummings. And when I saw that coming this time, I was shooting a few photos at the time. And the nice part about shooting photos, when you zoom in, you can see a little bit better angle of how they're setting things up. And it's a little more detailed. And so, you know how there's the Austin Powers? Yeah, baby. Yeah, do that. Instead, that's me going, oh, no, that's not good. Ooh, Geo. Ooh, 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 ooh. Like, that's my version of what I'm doing as I'm photographing, which I'm sure made for fun in press row uh, when I'm yelling things like an idiot. But I can't help myself, Kevin. It's too exciting. It's too exciting. This whole event is too exciting. The uh, Jones footlock, just a game changer. That has some uh, the French girl aspects to it, but oh. just... Ooh. <sighs> brutal yeah the first person i ever saw cut across and it takes flexibility to get your stupid leg to do that but i saw lex friedman do it with almost a triangle grip so to see craig just kind of do it with one that go your take you are quite a footlock you get to trade with some really cool footlock people and specialists were you aware of what he was i just you saw the wrapper the round of the wrist i want your take on that uh, my response on that one, if I was telling you guys what I was yelling out with uh, Geo's bicep slicer into a Kimura rolly thing, for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. was when I saw Craig Jones through my viewfinder, I just yelled out, fuck Craig Jones. So that was the grip, I think I called it. Um, you know, it was nice. A lot of people sleep on the fact that Quintet doesn't allow heel hooks. And there was definitely a moment when Shaolin and PJ were starting where you could see PJ go heel hook. Nope, not right now, PJ. Not right now. So in that sense, you would think that that's a weapon that Craig Jones doesn't have. On Turns the broadcast, out straight they footlocks, thought, soup's good. <laughs> soup's good. They On the broadcast, it was like Gordon not protecting his legs a lot in this position. It's like, yeah, he's not getting heel hooked. Protecting his life, fine. <laughs> <laughs> he's not worried about getting heel hooked. I think the weird part to me was when I was watching because I had to watch the the Nikki Ryan one uh, via my fight pass, and I think the first thing I noticed that was a miss was Misha feeling that she needed to whisper at the very beginning of the telecast, going, "Oh, okay, so that's good. What they're doing right there." which is also very interesting because it's good. I go, you don't need to whisper. They're, they're far enough. I know I see where you're set up and I see where the stage is, but it's that way of trying to be so careful 
about explaining something that's happening in front of you that you end up sounding more awkward as a result of it. Uh, Anyway, we're going to we're going to bypass talking shit about Misha because I feel the Internet did that just enough. I I enjoyed it. I thought she was pretty. I thought she got a lot better as the as it went on. But she also I made the comment as it started. (laughs) I was like, oh, cupcake on the call tonight and got a look from Victoria. Like, Why are you talking about? A woman like that I was like, no, it's Misha Cupcake Tate. It's like her whole nickname. Was it? Was it? Being, oh, was it like? I'm not Dana White honeying a reporter here. <laughs> I, was, I was like, it just took me a second. And I was like, hey, it's Cupcake. I was like, well, this voice is so familiar. <laughs> to be fair, Kev, you should have been a real equal opportunist and just been like, ooh, look at a real piece of ass over here. Oh, I'm referring to Uriah Faber's chin. <laughs> <laughs> because it is similar to an ass. Some people call it a butt chin. Equal opportunity for everybody, everybody. So I don't know, man. I I, I let's talk about this. the final real quick where yes. Ryan goes on a tear. I mean Akbari yes. and Strauss, which is great for Akbari because Strauss is huge. They didn't yeah. have his the right beer on tap, so he wasn't as fun. Karen Held Marcin Held's fun to watch, but he looks so fucking angry. And then Craig yeah. Jones wins over Jowdy, and that's when Gordon Ryan takes over and just submits, submits, draws. Yes. Takes it again. And there's something impressive about uh, Craig Jones being an X-Factor, and watching him and Gordon is something that I felt a lot of people were very excited to see. And it was fun because Gordon was super dominant in it. I did wonder if maybe taking away the heel hooks did affect Craig Jones there. I'm not so sure that's an actual thing because Gordon seemed to be uh, getting through Mount pretty, pretty contained to the point where uh, Craig looked like he was squirming out as much as he could. And uh, again, it's always nice when you see a hack get caught. Craig only so, had, <laughs> Craig only had problems with one person. Everyone else, yeah. the rule set, he had no no issues finding ways to. Well, Craig them. also had one issue with me, which is uh, I told him I was coming. And he just goes, hey, mate. Oh, no, I guess I should tell security you're coming. That way they won't let you in. And I was like, I will not root for you tonight, Craig Jones. I said, good day, sir. I said, good day, sir. Afterwards, I told him, I was like, go Gordon Ryan. He was just like, <laughs> afterwards, he laughed. With Team but, Go Ryan. I mean, here's the nice part. I thought Team Polaris, again, had a great showing. It was very fun to see them do their thing, but it was also kind of nice to see somebody else win. It's going to raise the question of what constitutes a team, because I did ask Nikki Ryan, and Gary was interrupting at this point, but I think there's a real legitimate ask of, well, wait, do we get to see a Team Henzo Gracie or a Team Danaher Death Squad? Because I'd love to see that. And I feel Nikki just kind of was looking at me like, I don't, uh, uh, kind of approach. I go where I'm told. Uh, my brother's yeah. team alpha male now, so who knows? <laughs> and there's a real aspect of, okay, it's a little confusing when Gordon Ryan's going up against Craig Jones, who might as well be a member of the Danaher death squad at this point, or at least uh, an extended member of the family. <clears throat> so you're basically just seeing a match that takes place in the blue basement in front of your eyes, as if under the guise they're on two different teams, just based on their grouping. But that's so why you gotta that's bring in ringers. It's so fun, and Uriah Faber's nothing if not competitive. We know that off of his many years as a tough coach. 
So, of course, oh, one of their guys goes down. What a bummer. I mean, what are we going to do? Can we even compete? Oh, Gordon Ryan's available. Sounds great. Sign it up. I'll tell you this much. Somebody messaged me and said, should we have a team WWE BJJ? And I go, I'm listening. <clears throat> and the, the person that they send in the photo was Keenan Cornelius. And I go, I'm very much listening now. Because Keenan put up a note that said, hey, Quintet looks like a blast. How do I get on this? Oh, did he really? Yep. Cool. See, everybody's everybody's in now. It's just uh, good old-fashioned mm-hmm. grappling team fun. And don't worry, now everyone's going to really get uppity about the volume and pace. But I think we're about to see a lot more team grappling. That's just my... That's got fair. Any Do- final notes? You were there. You, it seems like you got yeah. to really hang. Well... Let's uh yeah I did get to hang. Uh let's do a quick little note on the super fights. Uh Nikki was great. Uh right again some my I submitted uh his opponent I forget his name but he was he looked very strong as well. And then Frank Mir was not a great match. However, Kev, this is the reason why I wanted to bring this up. So there's a weird aspect of the way that they call these bullshit uh warnings. And several times it looked like they were specifically doing them at Gordon Ryan's expense, which, again, we give Gordon Ryan a lot of mess. We bust his balls a lot. However, when you do get mount, you did earn it. When you do take someone's back, you did earn it. And the whole time you're looking for a finish. So you getting penalized for it is some bullshit of the highest degree. Right? How do you get... Yeah, when they stood up, I think it was Craig and somebody, and they penalized him. It was like, are you joking? He was on the back trying to choke him. You can claim a lot, but he was trying to do things. Yeah, it was great. Which is super silly. And a lot of these guys don't know how to be in wrestler position. And it always makes me laugh when you see jiu-jitsu guys who've never done wrestling going, what am I supposed to do here? And it's funny. However, Kev, the real hilarious moment to me was when they had the Frank Mir super fight and they were explaining that they were both getting warnings and if they each got one more then the match would be over whoever gets the next warning is apparently out but they were getting them in tandem so they both had two warnings and somebody asked me they go oh is that happening for this and I go I thought the warnings were just for the actual tournament if they both get a warning again, are they both disqualified and it's like a double KO knockout? That doesn't make any sense. And guess what, Kev? They definitely both got penalized. And yeah. then it became them, a.k.a. Quintet, having to try and call their bluff and go, just kidding. They're going to go until the rest of the match is over. And I go, what a great moment to go. These guys will both be. Oh, they both got disqualified. Well, now they have to finish. And then when neither of them wins, they then said, hey, you've got to go for an unlimited amount of overtime. And I said, that's the worst penalty I've ever seen, which is as a penalty for not doing anything. We will force you to be here longer. Take that, guys. It says officially Satoshi defeats Frank Mir via disqualification. So another At the very end. I think they just kind of gave up. 
they just okay. said, you know what, Satoshi, you you win by something. I don't just put disqualification. Huge win for precision everywhere. These are just nice fodder fights anyway. We just need a break. That's why. <laughs> Any final notes? No, I'll say this, dude. If you get the chance, anybody who's listening to this cannot recommend going to this enough. Reason being, I know the first two were in Japan. I don't know where the next one is. But there is a vibe to a quintet that makes you excited to watch your friends, your teammates. And getting to talk with some of the athletes afterwards, every one of the guys just expressed how much they love competing in this sort of a thing and i'll extend this to you guys because a lot more people are starting to create tournaments i'm actually going to commentate one later today that's a three by three tournament i'm just feeling that there is something that makes you excited to watch it live and if you have opportunities or you can make one for people I would highly recommend that you do that because just watch the way people react when you see them submit your teammate and you finally get the coach revenge that people talk about that they hate when they're on the sidelines and they say, man, I hate when you can't do anything. Well, what if you can? That's it. Can you? Oh, I was all of a sudden. No, no, no. Is this a tag team thing? Wait, you know, I got my interest. Think about it like this, though, because – Everybody gets that look of like, I hate when you're on the sidelines and you can't do anything and it's just you. No, the people, the same people who are usually coaching you on the sidelines are the people who then go up next. And that I think makes for compelling narratives. And if anything, watching the crowd react to this sort of a stuff is there. Would I like to see a revision on the warnings of the Satoshis? Yes, because – we did. I do understand the idea of keeping things up and moving and everything, uh, but we did have one guy in the crowd who did get a big laugh when he goes, "You get a Satoshi, you get a Satoshi, everybody gets a Satoshi." And I think at one point they might have given the audience Satoshis, but who's to say? <laughs> to say about who got a Satoshi? Mm-hmm. There's. So much more to come about Quintet, because Quintet 4 is going to be amazing. I loved every second of this one. Tenth Planet's extremely good. Gordon Ryan and Craig Jones are extremely good. And Josh Barnett would beat Gordon's ass if it wasn't for the no punching. That's what I contend. Yes. And here's a nice thing, Kev. Uh, Josh Barnett definitely was a little upset that he lost, but took it in stride with the help of a hamburger while in the shower. (laughs) <laughs> and that put a sounds, video of that up that sounds lovely actually okay yep. i'm gonna try it i like his bravada this was a bonus episode raf was on the road to vegas he might even have spent some time with the unbelievable crew at team alpha male and uh uriah favors genius orchestration of team building plus he looks good like a giant piece of muscle I said, by the way, weight-wise, I was like, yeah, he's going to be coming in a little bit a little bit bigger <laughs> than his UFC side. It's, it looks tough to grapple with. I think that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. Uh, I'm Kevin. Thank you for listening. Good night and good fight. Satoshi. Team fights. You, penalties. We're you now penalty. disqualified from this podcast. Too many stalling penalties. No.
The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is... 